It's comforting to imagine that all families could be as happy and stable as the Ingalls family. They seem to get along peachy as pie. Well, unless you noticed how mad Caroline became when Charles had to leave home yet again to find work and didn't check in with her to see how she was feeling about it. Or how Laura and Mary frequently annoyed each other. Or how jealous Laura felt when Albert came to live with them and took Pa's attention away from her. Or how Albert got involved with the wrong crowd and returned home addicted to drugs. As with all families, there were a few pits in the peachy pie. There were three marriages between the real Ingalls and Quiner families within a few years. Polly Ingalls married Henry Quiner in 1859, Charles Ingalls married Caroline Quiner in 1860, and Peter Ingalls married Eliza Quiner in 1861. Just as ours do, families in Walnut Grove had their share of troubles. Some of them were unique to their time and place in history, but others came with lessons we all hope to learn. To accept one another, warts and all. To expand our ideas of what makes a family. To talk and listen to one another. To prioritize time together. To stay connected while living apart. And to try like hell to figure out parenting. Let's just admit that we were slightly relieved to see even the happiest of Little House families deal with difficult circumstances in the books and on the TV shows, just like we did. And like us, they didn't always handle things perfectly, even in the sugar-coated world of fiction. Still, we can learn a thing or two from our favorite frontier families. Hack number one, accept your family for who they are when your family gets your goat. Mary, if I tell you something bad, will you tell Pa? Mary, yes. Laura, oh, good night then. That's from season three, episode 19, The Music Box. Remember feeling the tension when Isaiah Edwards gave his son that shotgun, knowing full well that the only thing John Jr. wanted to shoot was the breeze? Isaiah assumed that because he loved hunting and farming, his son needed to as well. John Jr. was a prolific reader and writer, and we eventually learned that Isaiah couldn't read at all. His son was a constant reminder of this, and it made Isaiah feel ashamed. It took a darn bear to maul some sense into Isaiah, but luckily, he came around. In another episode, Nels Olsen was mortified when his estranged sister showed up in town as the fat lady of the traveling circus. He'd always been ashamed of her, but after growing and maturing, he'd become more ashamed of himself and the way he was still treating her. Nels' embarrassment reflected his self-esteem, not hers. And until he realized his mistake, Nels was more worried about himself being the victim of bullying and teasing than his sister. Victor French, the actor who portrayed the scruffy but lovable Isaiah Edwards, was a jokester right up until his death in 1989. No one was surprised when he left the humorous message, Eat Shit, Love Victor, on a banner flying behind an airplane that flew over his funeral service. Have you ever looked around your family table at Thanksgiving and thought, some of these people are seriously full of applesauce? Everybody's got at least one relative or three with whom they don't connect. 
Next time, try this. Accept that your family members are who they are and move on. Just let that sink in for a moment. Okay, you can breathe now and get on with your life. If you're dreading a visit with a relative because disagreement is brewing below the surface, hop on the phone ahead of time to discuss the tricky topic. If it feels extra tricky, send an email or text before the call and give them a heads up. This proactive conversation may keep resentments from further accumulating and blowing up during your upcoming time together, which could also affect other family and friends during the visit.